is here to bless you today. We are getting ready to start a four-week, maybe a five-week, but a four-week series called The Fight. And we're going to talk about the fight. Because how many, how many people know that, that life is like a fight? It is. It's like a fight, whether you have Christ or not. If, you're not, if, you're not, if you don't have Christ in your life, it's definitely a fight. But if you have Christ in your life, it's how you fight. Because you know what I'm saying? You, you're, 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 if you don't have Christ in your life, it's a losing battle from the get-go. But if you have Christ in your life, you will always win. It's just how you fight. And you've got to fight with Christ. And you've got to fight from victory. And so I want to uh, continue this, this, this uh, whole worship set. has been so encouraging and so uplifting. I'm going to show you a little promo real fast before each, each week's ser um, service here to just get you into fight mode, okay? How about that? Let's watch this video. All right, there you go. to go now you're ready to fight the enemy you're ready, you're ready to go that's your apology right so uh but yeah but 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 the, the life is a fight and we got to get ready for the fight we got to be prepared for the fight we got to know the fight's going to happen the know the fight's going to take place and we got to know most of all that we have victory in jesus so many people as Christians, they're, they are fighting from a losing standpoint. They already, they're, they're beginning to fight, but they're already fighting from defeat rather than, than victory. And we're going to talk about that today. Over the next four weeks, we're going to talk about you know, fighting for your freedom and fighting for your marriage and fighting for, for, about spiritual warfare and also fighting for your, for your family. So we're going to talk about that. You know, there, there's a lot of fighters in the, in the, in the world, and, and way back, uh, a while back when I was a teenager, there was a, a bunch of fighters. You know, you got Leon Holmes and, and, um, and, a, and the Joe Foreman and, and all these guys and, but, and, and Mike Tyson, but there was a guy named Muhammad Ali. He was six foot three, and he just transformed boxing. He had a 55 wins and three losses. He, he was tough as nails, and he won the championship, world championship three times. And he really helped out um, the African-American athletes, really give them opportunities to show that, hey, man, we, we can do this. We're, we're equal to everyone else, and we can be involved in this and really, and really, really uh, propel. And he was a trash talker. And I don't know about you, when we, whenever we play, whenever I play sports and games and stuff like that, I love to trash talk. Does anybody like play trash talk besides me when you're playing games and sports, man, <laughs> Kevin? Um, yeah, I mean, I just love it, man. I, can, I mean, I'm such a good trash talker. I won several games in my life just because I got so much in their head, they just couldn't function. I love it, man. It's just, it's just fun. I just love the trash talk, love to, to do that. And, you know, they say Michael Jordan was a great, one of the greatest trash talkers. But, but I tell you what, man, uh, Muhammad Ali was, was a great trash talker. He, he used to say, I float like a butterfly and what? Sting, sting like a bee. Um, he said, I'm the greatest. And I said that before I knew I was. You know, and I love that. And, when, and you know, when it comes to Christianity, you know, we, we were God's masterpiece before we knew we were. He knew us before we were in the womb, right? You know, and then, and then here, listen to this. This right here is a master of trash talk. Listen to this. I, this is what Muhammad Ali said. I done wrestled an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. <laughs> I've handcuffed lightning and thrown thunder. I murdered a rock. 
I injured a stone. I hospitalized a brick. I'm so bad, I make medicine sick. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's, that's some trash talk right there. I make medicine sick. Wow. You know, he did not like self, lack self-confidence. And I think I used this one next little line here in another message I preached a while back. But, but he was on an airplane, and a woman said, man, I need, uh, Mr. Muhammad Ali, I need you to um, buckle up, buckle your seatbelt. He said, ma'am, he said, Superman don't need no seatbelt. She said, sir, Superman don't ride airplanes either. Please buckle up. <laughs> but but uh, life is, is so much like a fight, man. We, we're, just, we're just going through it. But Apostle Paul is, is one of the greatest when he's talking about fights and stuff, how to fight, how to go forth. And 2 Timothy 4, 7, he said, I have fought the good fight. So he's talking about life. Life is a fight. He said, I fought a good fight. I finished the race, and I have remained faithful that is so good because that's the whole point for us in this fight of life is to fight this whole fight this whole year, the whole our whole life you know and then once you get to the end for God to say well done thy good and faithful servant first Corinthians 9 um, 26 and 27 says therefore I do not run like someone running aimlessly I do not fight like a boxer beating the air or shadow box you ever seen boxers before they fight they're just they're just they're just they're just, they're just Throwing boxing into the air. He said, I don't, I don't shadow box like that. No, I strike a, body to, a, a blow to my body, and I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself ha- may have not disqualified. I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Man, that, there's so much, and you can just preach a whole message just on that right there. But he's saying, don't go around just beating the, the wind, trying to box, and just trying to throw punches and, and randomly. When you throw a punch, make sure that punch lands. And when you're throwing a punch at the enemy, you need to make sure it lands. And more than that, we need to crucify our flesh. A lot of times we need to throw punches at ourselves, right? Because we're so full of, of, of self, self-anxiety and, and all about being all about us. And he said that, <clears throat> so when I preach to others, listen to this. This is so important, and I think this needs to be preached by itself sometimes, that when I preach to others, I may not disqualify myself. So many people can preach a good preach, and they know the Bible backwards and forward, and they can point it in your face, but they're not living worth two cents. They're walking as a hypocrite. They're, they're, saying, they're, 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 saying some good, they're saying a good talk, and they can tell you everything, but they're not living by what they preach. They, you know what they say, you don't practice what you preach? That in itself, so I won't disqualify myself because the thing is, you don't want to get to the place where you, you're preaching to everybody else, but you're not living and you're not qualified for the end prize of heaven yourself. We have to have that relationship. See, God talks a lot in, in Scripture about sports. There's a lot of sports in there. You know, he talks about a run to race, I fought a good fight. He talked about shadow boxing right there. There's all kind of, all kind of talk about battles. And Jacob wrestled, wrestling is, 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 was one with, with God. Talking about athletes winning the victor's crown. Um, King Saul threw a javelin at David. And um, David threw a slingshot. And it's all talk, talk about bows and arrows in Scripture. So there's a lot of references to sports in the Bible, you know. And I think that's why a lot of parents, think that, you know, they, they take kids. Um, during, when I was a teenager, the worst time of year was sports season. Because all my teenagers would always go play sports and, and miss church. And they would come back and parents would come in my office and say, Pastor, I don't know what I'm going to do with my son. I don't know what I'm going to do with my daughter. I was like, well, they ain't been in church in three months. That's what happened, you know. You know and so, so that was always a little thing with me that I always had. I was like, man, you know, sports sometimes. We, you know, but my, my mom said you can play sports all week long, just not on Wednesday night and not on Sunday morning. You know, that's just how it had to be. And so I did. I found ways to, to do that. 
Um, but sometimes, you know, you're in a fight, and you, know, you get in this world. Is this world as this world went, through, went on and your life goes on, have you ever got punched in the gut or, or kicked in the head in this world and found yourself kind of on the ground, kind of graveling like, where, man, where, how did I get here? What in the world happened to me? You know, I, I have many times. I, this world has just knocked me for a loop and, and kicked me. There was, there was this MMA, MMA fighter named Ronda Rousey. She was like a bad chick, man. She was rough. She, she, she was undefeated. Nobody stayed in the ring with her more than one round. And, and in that one round, um, most of the time she took them out, either made them tap out or she punched them out in like one minute or less. Then there was this one girl named Holly Holmes stepping in the ring, and they're like, she don't have a chance, man. This is going to go down. I'm not even going to buy pay-per-view. It's just going to be over so quick. There's no use to waste money. And so Holly Holmes got in there and lasted the whole first round. So she's already made history. Okay, and then after that, what happened was all of a sudden, um, Ronda Rousey was fighting, and Holly did, did a, a kick right through the side of her head and knocked her out cold. Um, Ronda Rousey stood up and didn't know where she was at, and she was like just punch, punching stuff and, and trying, to, trying to fight the referees and stuff, and it was crazy, and it, it affected her so bad. She was so used to only winning. She was, so, she was never used to getting kicked in the head and not and having anybody fight back that, that she, she, she um, contemplated suicide. And then her whole career spiraled all the way down. Now she's at the WWF um, at wrestling, World Wrestling Federation. She's a wrestler now. She, she does really good at that. But, but the real fight, the real fight, that loss totally took the wind out of her to where she was ready to commit suicide. She was ready to give up. She stopped fighting. She started losing every fight after that pretty much. You know, and that's what happens to us. The devil comes and fights with us, man, and, and we're just so used to having it good and having a good life. So then when hell really comes against us and we get punched in the gut a whole lot or we get kicked in the head, all of a sudden we want to give up on God. We want to quit. I'm done. I'm spiraling. I want to commit um, uh, 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 suicide, spiritual suicide. I, you know, I'm, I, I'm just ready to quit. I just, my, my, my ministry's up. My, my life is over. Everything's done because we, we get kicked in the head. Things happen in this life, and we look at it wrong because we're, fi we're fighting from defeat rather than fighting from victory. See, that's what we got to start learning to do is to fight from victory. Life is like that sometimes. We're going to get kicked in the head. We're going to get punched in the gut. And we need to, to know who we are, whose we are, and know that the battle is already won. And th those fights are unexpected and unplanned. They unfold differently. Maybe you today somehow have, have been in that fight and got kicked in the head. Maybe you had a divorce that came out of nowhere. Maybe you had financial difficulties all of a sudden, and we all have financial difficulties because of the inflation and all the stuff going on. But, you know, maybe um, supernatural financial. You can't find a place to where you need to be at. You know, maybe your career failed. You know, maybe you had an unexpected death. You had something happen. You had uh, uh, the world just came crashing down on you. You just got punched in the gut or kicked in the side of the head, and you find yourself on the ground thinking, where am I at? When we experience these difficulties in life, here's the bad part is we tend to make them about people. See, we like, we like to fight with someone that we can see. We don't, you know, we, we, the enemy is out there and we don't, we don't see him. God, we don't see him. So we, we shake our fists at God, but we find somebody here on earth that I can see to fight. And so, so, so it may be an, uh, uh, getting aggressive towards your spouse it may be, you know, um, a boss that's inappropriate to you or, 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 or a co-worker that's, that, that has, has made you mad that, you, that, you know, that, that, that really gets you the fight in you. Maybe it, it's, it's uh, somebody who cuts you off on the streets like, you know, now that'll, that'll get a fight in me in a heartbeat. You know, I, I, that's the one time that I really have to pray and, and just, just stay in the spirit was when I'm behind the wheel because I get upset. But, but um, then, I, then that's why I got 
Kingdom Impact all over my car just so I can remind, ah, oh, man, they're going to know you're the pastor. You better stop. You know, so, so the thing is, but we want to fight somebody. We want, we want to find people. So when the enemy kicks us, I want, I, want to, I want to blame Joseph for it, you know. I want to blame Jason for it because I want to look at somebody that I can be mad at. I want to look at somebody that I can hit or I can fuss at or yell at or scream at because I want to, I, it, we, we look at it as a fight. But we, we know what Paul says about it. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. So the enemy is trying his very best to divide and conquer. There is a real enemy and there is a real spiritual attack. We need to know who the real adversary is and know what's a spiritual attack and what is just a personal um, uh, attack that we have amongst our, the sin that we are committing our own selfish desires. The moment we fight in the flesh and not fight in the spirit, you have immediately lost that fight. Even as Christians, sometimes we fight in the flesh. We want to fight in the flesh, you know, and we want to tr try to handle things ourselves and try to deal with it. But the moment you fight in the flesh, you have lost the battle, you know, because, because Paul always talked about fighting in the spirit and overcoming. We make it physical because we want to see somebody. We want to be arguing. We want to get mad at somebody. We want to hold somebody accountable. So that's why we want to fight in the flesh. You may, you may have a disagreement with your spouse, but, but the thing is, is the main problem is that, that it's the enemy trying to divide you and your spouse. The enemy's trying to divide you and your best friends. The enemy's trying to divide you and the church. The enemy's trying to divide you and whoever because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to divide, and he will do whatever he can, and he will, he will do things in a fight trying to make you get mad at somebody else. And why? Because he wants to take the tension off of himself. If we're, if we're fighting in the spirit, we're always fighting the devil, right? But if the devil can get us not fighting the, him and start me fighting with Jason, he's like, okay, this is cool. Now, they're not even blaming, they're, they're, they're mad at each other, and I'm out, the, I'm, out, I'm out of the situation. And so, we, but we have two common mistakes about when it comes to these kind of things with angels and demons. We, we say, you know, oh, they're everywhere, and they cause everything. Or we say, they're nowhere, and they cause nothing. But the thing is, you got to understand that, that there are spiritual beings, there are angels, and there are, are demons, and they're always fighting. They're always, there are angels and demons. You don't see them. But in this very room, there are angels and demons fighting for your soul right now. There's angels and demons fighting right now. The demons are trying to fight to, nah, there is no distractions right now, but the, the enemies are trying to find something to distract me, trying, trying his very best to distract me, trying to distract you. He, these angels and demons in this very room are fighting for your soul so you will leave just like you came. Those angels are fighting so you can leave not like you came, that you can leave changed and that you can learn, especially today when we start talking about fighting and talking about fighting in the spirit, all that makes the enemy so mad. He does not like for any pastor to preach on spiritual warfare. He will come after me. He will do whatever he can to try to stop that because he does not want you equipped to fight he wants you to be defeated he wants you to fight against each other you know and we've, we that's what we want to do have you ever had a week where you just thought like man one thing's happening after the other you know you're like man this, this happened and this happened and this happened you know over and over and over that is a spiritual attack we can, you know, we can look at it, and we're like, oh, man, this, work, this, this week is so bad, this and that and the other. But the chances are um, that, that, that all this stuff's happening, that one back, back to back to back, just to break you down, just to punch you in the gut, just to get you off track, just to get you discouraged, just to get you defeated, just to get you depressed so you can take your eyes off of the prize. That's all the enemy wants to do. That's his whole goal. If he can get you to take your, his eyes off of the prize, he wins. What did he do to, to, to um, Peter whenever he was walking on the water? He had his eyes on the prize. Jesus he took his eyes off the prize and then what happened he began to sink and that's what the enemy wants to do to you today 
He's going to bring all this warfare against you, trying his very best, trying to get you to take your eyes off of the prize. And you can't do that. You've you got to keep fighting forward. You can't, you can't allow him to, what he's going to do is he's going to dance around and try to come a different way and get you to turn away from God and fight him back here where he has the upper hand. And we don't need to do that. We need to get ready to spiritually, whenever, whenever you, you are really trying to, when you're trying to lead someone to Christ, when you're trying to witness to somebody, the enemy comes hard at you. He wants to make you feel less than. You're not qualified for this. You don't know a bunch of scripture. You don't know this, you know. But, but you got to be like the blind man that said, they said, well, who all, who, how did this happen? What happened? How did all this go down? And he says, I don't know, man. All I know is once I was blind, and now I see. That's my testimony. That's all you got to do. It ain't got to be some deep theological stuff. Bring him to church. You know, you go home and say, you know what? I don't know the answer to that. I'll go study. I'll go call Pastor Doug. We'll figure it out somehow. But I don't know. I don't know all that. But I just know that I'm changed and I'm different. But you have all this. Every, things go through our life. And we, we go through this process. And we're fighting. And we're just punching at the wind. Not even knowing where the enemy's at. And we don't need to waste those punches spiritually. You have to fight the spiritual fight. And we're, we're, primary, we're primary spiritual beings. We're, we're a spirit, right, in a body with a mind. And so, so the thing is, is that that spirit is under attack, and we're in this body, and we, we want to fight in the body, where, whereas it's not about fighting in the body, it's about fighting in the spirit. See, Jesus Christ and God Almighty <clears throat> breathe breath of life. When you breathe in and out, you are breathing the breath of God. Christ, God Almighty, put the breath of life in us. And when we are breathing, we are only breathing because there's life of God in us. The moment that life is gone, then, then all of a sudden, we, we, all we're left back is just with the shell of what we love, what we're attached to. <clears throat> you're not here by an accident. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're not an accident. God created you, fearfully and wonderfully made. He made you the apple of his eye. He cares for you. He loves you. And he wants you to win all the fights. And in life, there's rules and strategies for life, but also there's rules and strategies on how to fight in the spirit. If you look, if you look at Paul's works, he tells us very specifically how to fight, how to stand. When you've done, you done everything else you know to do, stand, he says. We've got to understand the rules and, of, of the fight, and then we've also got to understand the end game. Our end game is a prize of the high calling of being with, with Christ. That's what, that's what our end game is. We can't get so caught up in the short game of what, what Jason did to me today, what Joseph did with me today, what Megan did to me yesterday. We get so caught up in that, and we get twisted, and we're not even looking at the prize no more. And like I said a while ago, the enemy gets us twisted around, and we're not even looking that direction. And that's when the enemy really suckers us um, and punches us and takes us, takes us down for a while. So we gotta, we got to be prepared and know the fight's coming, right? You know, you don't, you don't go in a, a, a ring and say, they, they say, go get in that boxing ring, put your gloves on, you're, you're, you get in the ring, and you're like, oh, well, I didn't know he's going to want to fight me. No, you get in the ring, you know you're getting in the ring to fight. When you're playing king of the hill, remember as a kid, we used to play king of the hill, where you find like a little big sand pile, and you stand on top, and somebody had to run up and try to take you off. You know that people's going to be coming from all kind of ways to take you down. You know you're in a fight. You know that, 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 that especially that big boy that's bigger than you, he's going to come up there and try to push you over. And you've got to be, be ready for that. If you're not ready for it, it's going to knock your socks, right? And so the thing is, 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 and when you do get knocked down, what do you do? You don't say, okay, well, I lost. I give up. I tap out. I'm done. You know, I'm just going to just stop. No, you, you charge the mountain again. You go back up there and try to retake that mountain. Paul explains on the spiritual battle in um, Ephesians 6 so wonderfully. He says in Ephesians 6, 6 and, I mean, 6 and 12, 
For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities in the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. If we could just get that in our heart and understand the fight that we're having is not against each other. Now, I'm not saying you let people walk over you and you just kind of lay down and let them do what they want to do to you and just get, you know, let, them, let them just destroy you and punch you. I'm not talking about that. But I'm saying if you realize that the real fight is in the spirit realm, then we, can, we, we, that we would fight more in the spirit rather than in the flesh, and we would understand what Paul's trying to tell us, and he, and he talks about putting on the whole armor of God. He says, well, you know what, here's how you fight. You know, you, first off, you've got to realize that you're not wrestling against flesh and blood. It's not you against them. It's you against the enemy. And it's not even you against the enemy because I'm on your side, and I kind of push you behind my back, and I'll even fight the battle for you. But you've got to get in the ring and allow me to fight it for you. You're going to go through this. You're going to have this situation. He says, put on the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, the belt of truth, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and the shield of faith. And he says, you got to, every day when you get up, you need to symbolically put these on and walk in that peace, walk in that authority, walk, walk on, the, you know, on the offense against the enemy, not walking around the defense with your head down and insecure against it. And then in the beginning of the book, he, he talks about the point of life. And Paul does. That God has rescued us. That's the foundational, that, that you can't save yourself, that God has rescued us. You cannot save yourself. You cannot make yourself go to heaven. The only reason we are, have access to the throne, that we have access to go to heaven, is because of the fact that Jesus Christ came on this earth, died, was buried, and rose again on the third day and ascended into heaven. Now, because of that, he has saved us, and now we are able to go to heaven. We have access because of that. And it's not what we, have, what we can do, but it's what Christ has done. And so, so you are at war against the enemy, but sometimes we're at war against ourself, and we fight ourselves. And it's not even the enemy. The enemy, enemy just loves it because the fact that, that we're, we're going through all this stuff and we, we, we have selfish desire, vain conceit, and our sinful nature. The Bible talks about being drawn away from your own lust. You know, that's on us. That's, the enemy hadn't even got to do nothing. We're, 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 just, we're just destroying ourselves because we're not reading. We're, why, why does that happen, Pastor Doug? Well, you don't have sinful nature. You don't have um, a selfish desire and, and spiritual lust and all this kind of stuff in your life. If you are constantly in the Word of God, it can try to come against you, but you are always an authority over that. But we drop our guard, and we let our flesh, our nature, our mind destroy us, and we fight against our own self. The enemy don't even have, and then we blame it on the devil. He's like, yeah, blame it on me if you want to. That's, I get more glory by that. Go ahead. Oh, I did all that. And he's like, really, it's not me. It's you. It's your own selfish desires, your own vain conceit. It's your own lust. You're pulled away by your own lust, and you're blaming me for it, so that's good. You blame me, baby, because I want, I want the glory for that. And that's what we're doing. You know, on your own, you are, you, you are not alive on your own. If you don't have that breath of God in you, uh, of the Spirit of God in you, rather, then, then you are not alive. You are most miserable and discontent when you are walking this earth and, and walking this battle on your own. If you are walking on this earth and you're, and you're, you're um, busted and disgusted or broken, broke as a joke, and you're just like, you know, so, so defeated all the time, the thing is you're probably not walking in the Spirit. You're probably trying to fight all these battles on your own. You're not taking them to God. You're not casting your care. You're not putting on the armor of God. You're, you're, you're fighting against flesh and blood instead of fighting it in the Spirit. We're a slave to our own desires. 
You know, and we love it, and we love to get, we love to get angry because, because we, we, that anger is a release of emotion. So when I'm, I'm mad at somebody, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm mad over here, and I say I'm my dad, and I'm mad, and I, I yell at him, and I'm letting out that anger, and it feels good because I released emotion that was pent up in me. And the enemy's trying his best to get me against my dad. He's not, but I'm just saying in the spirit he is. You know, and so, so the thing is, is that, 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 that anger, it made me feel good, and I enjoyed it, and it, it pleased my flesh. So then that, that, that becomes a tendency that I tend to when I get angry to all of a sudden lash out at somebody fight somebody punch somebody whatever and then that a tendency becomes uh, that, that the tendency comes a uh, an addiction and then after it becomes addiction then that becomes your reputation well Nick's just an angry person man if you get him mad he's going to go off on you he's going to fuss and cuss at you and raise all kind of sin you know and so it becomes a reputation people start seeing you as that you know, because we, we, because why? Why do they see us as that? Because we ain't in the flesh at all. We all, we're not in the spirit at all. We are all in the flesh. How we're talking, how we're walking, how we're, how we're handling things. And people see that, and we call ourselves Christian. And they're like, man, you're a Christian, but you're always busted and disgusted. You're always broke as a joke. You're always upset. You're always down. You're always defeated. You're always depressed. You know, but, but, but man, you say you're, you say you're a Christian. Well, what's going on? How, how is that happening? Because we feel like we're in control, but we're not. You know, you, 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 you have all these addictions, you, pornography and drugs and, and drinking and pills and all of a sudden, well, I can stop anytime I want to. No, you can't because it calls out to you. That enemy gets you addicted to those things and, and call, it calls your name. And, you know, Paul said, I, I don't want to do this and, I, and then I do it and I don't want to do that and I do it and I want to do that and I don't do it. You know, that's what happens. You get in this life. If you're not walking in the spirit and you're not fighting the good fight, the, the, this addiction, the, these things come to you, try, hey, calling out to you. Why don't you lust after this? Why don't you want that? Why don't you turn to drugs? Why don't you turn to all this alcohol? Why don't you do this and that and the other? We feel, I can stop anytime I want to, says the addict, for sure. You know, you thought you were in control, but it's your desires that leads to death. It's not God's desires. It's, it always leads to this. Sin promises life. Sin promises life. Sin promises to take away all your pain, and it does for a very minuscule, short, short time. And then you're right back where you're, where you're at. But the Spirit, the Spirit brings back life. But the thing is, is the Spirit brings back life, but there's a lot of, lot of Christians that's walking half in the Spirit, half in the flesh, or zombie Christians. Like the walking dead. They're kind of halfway alive, they're halfway dead. They just kind of walk around, just, you know, you know and, and, and that's, that's really what uh, Scripture calls a zombie Christian lukewarm. And he says he'll spit you out of his mouth. He'll vomit you up. Either you're, either you're on fire for me or you're dead and cold in the water. Why is that so important? Because if you're on fire, you're going to be on fire and you're going to serve him. But if you're cold, the warmth of the Holy Spirit can melt you. And melt your heart. But when you're lukewarm, <clears throat> you, you, you straddle that line just good enough. You know what to say. You know how to act. You know, the, the worst person for you to be able to try to minister to and lead to Christ is someone who knows Christianity a little bit. Maybe had been one in the past. Because they know all the right things to say, how to act. They even know some scriptures. And then also, they know how to live in the world. They got one foot in, one foot out. And they're zombie, zombie Christians. But here's the thing, when we are, when, 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 but we get in these dead areas where we get in this fight and we're, we're more like winter. But, but spring brings everything back to life, right? When spring comes, 
the winter came and killed everything, and then spring comes and everything starts turning green. Amen? And we, that's everything becoming new again. And whenever you are in a winter season in your life, when you turn to God and you allow the, the Word of God to, to melt over you, you pray, you, you fast, you seek God, and you do all these one trying your very best to do all these things for Christ, all of a sudden, He takes your winter and gives you His spring. And He springs you right back up. He brings you right back to life. It's not a permanent thing. Sometimes when you're in the middle of winter and it's dark, dead, and gloomy, it really seems like, man, this is horrible, man. This is a bad, bad time. Ain't none. You, I mean, you ever seen a tree that look, just looks so dead during the winter? You're like, dude, that ain't coming back. And but then all of a sudden spring comes, and all of a sudden little buds start popping out. And that's what happens. When we're fighting in, in the spirit, all of a sudden he takes something that, 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 that is just, you know, uh, mournful, and then all of a sudden starts popping out little springs all over us, and, and he gives us a spring for our winter. Our morning for dancing. You know, you may have never experienced anything like this in your heart, but you can cross over from death to life. You can ask Christ in your heart, and you can ask Him to come in there and ask Him to forgive you of your sins. You can ask Him to, to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You can ask Him that you want to be a Christian, and you can be saved. The great exchange is that He will take your failure. You know, we talked about He'll take your winter and give you spring. Well, He'll take your failure, and He'll give you success. He'll take, you, take your imperfection, and he'll give you perfection. He'll take your weakness and give you strength. He'll take you mourning and give you dancing. He'll take your sadness and give you joy, unspeakable joy. See, Christianity may have looked different to, to some of us growing up. It didn't look like grace. It didn't look like God. It, it maybe looked like judgment. It may have looked like works, like you had to work yourself. That you had to do the right things, D-O. You had to do the right things to be a Christian. And if you didn't do the right things, then you couldn't be a Christian. But Christ's grace, what grace says, it's not D-O, it's D-O-N-E. What I've done. It's not what you can do, it's what I've already done in the Spirit. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says, God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we've done. No, none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things that he planned for us a long time ago. You are his masterpiece. You can't take credit for the salvation. Is Christ in us. And we got to understand that you have already won. Just like he told Joshua, look, as soon as you step foot on the ground, you've already won it. And if we can get in our mind that we're not, we're going to quit fighting from defeat on our back. We, we fight fights like I'm on my back and Jason's above me. We're fighting from, we need to fight from victory knowing that we are already more than conquerors. We already have um, an overcomer in Christ. You will win. If you have Christ in your life and you're doing your best to live, you're trying to serve God, you're reading your Bible, you're praying when you can, you're not perfect, you're not the best Christian in the world, but you're doing the best you can. You can know that every fight against the enemy, you will win. You will win. Like that, that song that they play at the song, I believe that I will win. I believe that we will win. You know, that, that, that's you. You will win. There's no chance you won't win. If you're a Christian in here today, you face a lot of stuff. You're still here today. Why? Because you won all those battles against the enemy. You may be facing new ones, 
bigger ones, whatever. But the thing is, is you've already won all the ones in the past. You've already defeated the enemy. You're here today in church as a born-again Christian because you have won every battle. But we look back like we didn't win anything. We didn't do nothing. I mean, my life was hard. Look back at the stuff, you, all the junk you've been through. All the bad times, all the bad things, all the trauma. And you're still here. You're still serving God. You're still fighting. Why? Because you're an overcomer and you have already won. We've got to understand the battle's already won. And overcome death and hell so you can experience life. We can't, we got to quit aimlessly just fighting the air. And we got to land blows either to our own, our own flesh and crucify our flesh or straight to the face of the enemy. We're saved through the perfection of Jesus. If you get this and let it sink in your heart, then you will become a fighter and a warrior for God that cannot be stopped. Will you still get knocked in the head and knocked on the ground? Something? Yes, you will. But you will always get up like Rocky. You know, you will always get up and, be, and say, you know what, I got, I, got, I got another second in me. And you're going to get up and fight, and you're going to always fight. Because you know what? Jesus got knocked in the head on that, on that cross, and he went down for three days. And he got up on that third day and came out and said, man, all I, all I do is win, right? God is not mad at you. He's mad about you. And we, um, we, fight not, we fight not to get to God because God fought to get to us. He sent his son. There was a battle in, on this earth between Satan and, and Jesus and, 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 and this earth and this world and the, and the people. And, he, and Jesus fought for us. We don't have to fight to get to him. That's why Christianity should be marked by joy, passion, not obligation. You know, and we're like, yeah, but I, if I'm a Christian, I'm going to have a hard time. You're going to have a hard time if you're not a Christian. It's a fight. This, this life is a fight. Bad things happen, period. But the thing is, is if you don't have Christ in your life, you are fighting it all alone. You don't have the mental capability to, to handle all of life's struggles and failures on your own. But with Christ in your life, you have the authority, you have him on your side, and he will fight our battles. We've already won. Victory is already ours. Speaking of Rocky, he, he, looked at, he looked at Adrian one time, and he said, I just can't win, Adrian. I just want to go the distance. Then I'll feel like I'm not just some bum from the neighborhood. See, that's how it is. We look at God like, I just want to make it to heaven, so I just won't be like a bum in, 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 the, in the neighborhood. I, I want to make it to heaven. I want to fight through this. I just don't want to be like a bum. You know, I, don't want, I just don't want to be somebody that just, people just look at me like you're a nobody. You're, no, you are already God's masterpiece. You don't have, nobody, nobody looks at you like that. The enemy looks at you like that. The enemy tells you that, and you believe him, the liar, father of lies, the liar, father of lies, and you believe it. That's why you feel that way. You feel that way because the enemy lives rent-free in your mind, and you're letting him rule and control your mind and your thoughts. That's why you feel you're just a bum. But you're not. You're more than a conqueror. You're the apple of God's eye. He loves you. He cares for you. This fight is happening. This fight will continue to happen. You have a choice to fight on your own or to fight with God. Matter of fact, the most dangerous place to fight is in between your own and God, the lukewarm stage. Because you're going, to get, you're going to get whipped just about every time. You know, we feel like we have to prove ourselves. We have to prove, you know, and, and the problem is, is we, have, we feel like we got to prove to other people. We need other people's approval of us as a Christian. 
We need to, I need to try to make you think that I'm, I'm a good pastor. I need to try to make you think that I'm a good person. I need to make, try to prove to you that I am who I say I am. We don't need to prove to nobody. If we prove it to God, it'll all be evident. Don't, ha- don't feel like you've got to compete because this person reads the Bible all the time and this person knows the Bible all the time. This person studies the Bible all the time and this person prays all day long, 24-7, because they don't, whatever, you know, and this and that and the other. And you feel like you've got to prove to them that you know a little bit. You don't have to prove nothing to nobody here. Now, Scripture says study to show yourself to prove. So, you know, we need to have some Scripture. We need to study and we need to be aware. But what I'm saying is you don't have to prove yourself to nobody. God is the only person, and if you prove yourself to God, then all the rest of it will come out in a wash, and people will see that. God says there's no need to prove anything. He's already accepted you the way you are. There's nothing left to prove. So if you, I, I want to just end up here by telling you this is how we fight our battles. <clears throat> you need to know, first off, that God loves you, that he loves you so much that he gave his only son for you. And you've got to know that he redeems you. And you've got to understand the championship belt is already in your closet and you don't even have to take it to the fight because you're going to win. You have the belt. You have the championship. You've already de- the enemy, enemy's already been defeated and he is forever defeated. Every time you fight him, if you're fighting in the spirit, you will always win. You don't even have to take, you don't even have to, because when we take the belt to, the, to the, the ring, it shows that we think that maybe we might lose, we might have to give it up. Just leave the fight, leave, leave the belt at home. Say, you know what, I, I, I'm coming out the belt, dude, because you ain't going to take me. I may be going through some bad times, but I'm not going to fight against flesh. I'm not going to fight against people. I'm going to fight against the enemy. I'm going to wear the armor of God. I'm going to put on the armor of God, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to come to church. I'm going to study. I'm going to do what I can. To, I'm going to fight, I'm going to fight from, from victory, not fight from defeat. we got to get off of our backs looking at the enemy like, like come on, and he's, and he's standing over us. No, he is under our feet. We aren't under his. You have to change your mind. It's, to fight this battle, it's a mindset change. Because that's why the enemy tries so hard to get in your mind and get you defeated and get you disgusted and to get you mad and to get you angry. And every time you get kicked in the head, you get down, all of a sudden, you know, this after this after this after this happens in your life. You don't understand why, 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 why. Knock the cobwebs off. Stand up and keep in the fight. That's the most important thing that you keep getting up and fighting because when the final bell is rung you 100% no doubt forever will be the winner fight from victory the knowledge gives you that the knowledge that you can fight from victory the knowledge that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world the knowledge that you're more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ the the, the fact that that you are a winner and that you don't wrestle against flesh and blood and that, that heaven is your home and that God's promises of you that if you set his son Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior that you shall be saved that knowledge should give you the confidence to fight and know that I got this we fight because the battle is already won It's time for some of you to pick up your gloves. You hung them up because you felt like you've been defeated. You done laid the the championship belt back in the the ring and you're 
You're just walking around like, well, I'm not even a fighter no more. I guess I just need to retire. You need to pick that belt back up, put it around your waist with pride, and look at the enemy and say, man, you can't take me. You don't own me. I'm not yours. I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God, and I am victorious. I will always be victorious. You are defeated. You are under my feet, and you can't have me. You can't have my family. You can't have my job. You can't have my church. You can't have my city. You can't have this, this America. You can't even have the world. None of it's yours. You are defeated because you know what? If you read the end of the Bible, you see that at the very, 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 very end, Revelation, the enemy is thrown into the lake of fire forever. That right there is proof that you've won. It's already, it's already, it's already prophesied what's going to happen. And we win. So if it's already prophesied, you already see the end of the book, what happens. Why in the middle of the book are you scared what happens at the end when you already know what happens in the end? We win. You are a winner. You are an overcomer. Quit letting the devil play with your mind and make you feel less than. Stop the mind games. Renew your mind. Don't be conformed by the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Put the Word of God in your mind. Put the Word of God in your heart and your spirit. And let Christ come through you. Quit fighting with, e with each other and start fighting in the spirit. When things go wrong, instead of fighting with each other, go in your prayer closet and start praying about it and see what God can do. Allow God to do it. In Jesus' name. So over the next four weeks, we're going to talk about fighting. And I want you to end up, you know, I want you to come next week ready to fight the enemy. This week, I want you to fight the enemy. Put your gloves back on. Dust them off. Put them on. And say, man, it's, it's going to be on like a chicken bone this week. I'm going to have it. Me and you are going to have it out, devil. And you're going to lose every single time. It's okay to have confidence in Christ. You're not having confidence in your fight. You can't fight. He'll beat you every time if it's just you. But Christ through us, he, we are invincible with Christ in our heart against the enemy. He can win a round. He can win a couple rounds. He may win 11 out of 12 rounds. But you can be guaranteed that 12th round, you're going to knock him out. Only thing is, is we just can't quit fighting because we get defeated, because we get down, because we get depressed, because we want to give up, because we want to quit. We have to take back our minds. We got to take back our families. We got to take back our churches. We got to take back our city. And we can only do that through the power of Christ. Would you bow your head and close your eyes, please? Is there anybody in here that would say, Pastor Doug, I, I, I've, I've the fight, I've lost the fight of faith that you're talking about today, and I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I, I want to accept Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I want, I want to be saved. I want to pick up my gloves and fight the fight of faith and, and accept Christ in my heart. Anybody at all want to receive Christ today? If you're online, you're certainly welcome to, to message me and we'll talk about that as well. Who in here would say, Pastor Doug, I don't mind telling you, I'm in a fight with the enemy right now and I feel like I'm losing. I know I haven't lost. I know I won't lose, but I feel like I'm losing. I've lost a little confidence in my fight. I've lost a little sleep. I'm also maybe a little fearful. I know I'm going to be okay in the end, but man, right now I'm just going through it. Will you pray for me? 
Anybody, yeah, okay, I see these hands. Yes, 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 yes. I see hands all over the place. Yes, 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 yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for these individuals right now. Lord, I pray for them, Father. And we fight in the name of Jesus against Satan. Satan, you're a liar. We bind you. We bind your works on, the, on their minds, on their hearts, and their spirits. The warrior that is in them will rise up today and become the man of God, the woman of God, the child of God, Father, that they are. We will not accept defeat because we are the victor. We don't fight from, from defeat. We fight from victory because we are victorious. Help them today, God, to leave here with their head high, knowing that greater is he that's in them than he that's in the world. The heart of a warrior is in them. Help them to kick the enemy out of their mind and not allow him to live there. That their mind, they have the mind of Christ. That they are sons and daughters of God, the almighty creator of the universe. You are victorious, says God. Don't be defeated feel defeated ever again in Jesus name amen and amen amen praise